Hello there, this is John Sane here for the Expansive Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We're always so very grateful. I have on the other side of the world, from me here in Dubai, down in Johannesburg, the ever handsome Eric <laughs> Dangerous Kruger. What's up, Eric? John, I'm well on you, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm really good. I love that we make these things up as we're going along. We don't ever tell each other what we're going to say. But how are you doing? Uh, what's going on in your world? Yeah, it's very good. Uh, Jan has been a action-packed month. You know, I've shifted my focus to teams this year and it's really paid dividends already because I think people are, are realizing more and more the importance of teams, even though it's kind of a weird thing to say because teams have always been important, but I'm sure, you know, with all the work that you do and the complexity that's out there that you see you now and that you talk about, that the only way we kind of deal with that is through a network of people in our organizations through yes. teams. So it's been a big focus for me this year. I'm, I'm doing a talk on Wednesday for the first time about that called Team Shift. Hmm. So yeah, really good. What's been happening on your wow. side? Well, it sounds exciting. Yes, uh, January has been also a bumper month for me. It feels like the December holidays were long <laughs> ago. But yeah, all good. Very busy writing, talking, networking, training, meditating. Just uh, all of the above. I was on TV last night. They interviewed yes. me uh, on the future. So cool. And um, yeah, it was really cool. Great sort of sets and everything. And I think I caught them off guard because they were talking about the future, future, future. And I didn't even know I was going to say this answer, but they said to me, what keeps you up at night was one of their questions. Mm. <laughs> and I don't know where it came from, but I was like, animal cruelty. <laughs> so I went on a rampage <laughs> of how <laughs> animal factory farming is disgusting. And the, the, the presenter was like taken aback. He was like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I didn't realize I was going to give that answer either. But yes, it's something close to my heart. I'm always like, come on, people. We can't keep ignoring this concept of uh, animal cruelty. And also, you know, I've been looking after a dog in my building that um, I've been sharing on social media. And uh, again, I'm connecting with animals and they're so pure, mm. so loving, so they just want to love us that's all they want to do you know and i just feel so i don't know i feel i feel very sad that many people don't become aware of the emotional state that mm. they carry but either way that's not what this podcast is about this podcast today is um, I, I wanted to quickly say something wait 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 oh sorry i wanted to say sorry. something um, what i've noticed with axel so axel is my doc for those of you who don't know and what's very interesting to me is like sometimes accidentally when you're playing they might hurt you and for some reason, like the reaction is like, you almost feel offended. Like, why would you hurt me? Like, you know, at least that's happened for me a few times where I have this very sort of knee jerk reaction to him accidentally hurting me. But then there's been times where I've really hurt him by accident. And like, there's just no recoil from that. Like there's no, you know, yeah. he doesn't have a knee jerk. That's like, oh, like, why would you do this to me? Like, mm. like you said, it's like, mm. it's just pure love. He just comes back and he's just pure. Man. Everything is just okay. You it's know, so delicious. And it's taught me a lot. Yeah. Look, my dog, my first dog changed my relationship with the animal kingdom mm. on the whole, mm. because I'd never become, I'd never spent so much time with an animal and, and understanding their emotional states and their moods and their personalities and all that sort of stuff. We just, you know, you become more aware of the impact we have. And I guess it's just the journey of self-awareness, you know. Mm. So what I want to chat about today, Eric, is this concept that you've come up with this year and your word for the year of being dangerous, something that we've had great feedback about from our listeners. And also just for me is like waking up dangerous in the morning 
being more dangerous than the danger. Yes. And we're still going to have a podcast where you're going to unpack that concept. But you made a video recently about not the things that make you dangerous, but the things that make you weak. Mm. And I thought that was really an interesting concept because we often talk about the things that you need to do to move towards, but often we don't talk about the friction points and the things that get in the way of us moving towards. So let's talk about the things that make you weak and uh, share with us your research and your thinking around this. So where it really came from was uh, Nassim Taleb, who wrote Anti-Fragile in 2014. And let me just quickly intro what Anti-Fragile is about. When we look at fragile things in the universe, we know that you know if we drop it, it breaks. That if we introduce chaos, chaos spreads. And so the easiest way of thinking about it is I pitch up at your house and I have a box and on the box it says fragile, handle with care. And we know that if we're going to drop that box, it's going to smash everything that's inside. And we know when we open it up, everything's in pieces. And Nassim Taleb then says, well, what is the opposite of fragile? And we would kind of default by saying that it is being resilient or being robust. But it's not quite true because if I pitch up at your house and I have a box and it says resilient on the outside and I drop it and we open up the box, what do we expect to see? Well, likely we expect to see that nothing has changed like the product or whatever was inside is still intact. Well, that then means it's not quite the opposite of fragile because if it was the opposite of fragile, when we dropped it, when we exposed it to the force that breaks something that is fragile, it would have gotten stronger. It would have gotten better. And so what is oh, anti-fragile wow. means that it's something that gains, that benefits from uncertainty, from chaos, from disorder, from pain. Mm. So... Some more real-world examples would be how certain diseases have mutated to be resistant to antibiotics. Or when you go and train and you know, your, your muscle hurts through the tension and the pressure that you put onto it, but it gets stronger. So that's what anti-fragile means. It means you get stronger from the pain. And in the book then he says, well, there's a couple of ways that we can get there. What the first thing that we need to do is we need to be able to reframe challenge as an opportunity. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And the next thing then is he, he speaks about via negativa. And what that means is that we have to remove the things that make us weak. So we have to maximize the upside, which I think we're naturally quite good at. It means what are the things that are making you better, faster, stronger? This to me is that the very typical goal setting that we do. You know, we want to make more money. We want to buy the bigger house. We want to get the faster car. Like it's optimizing for the upside. We're good at that in general. But then the second part is removing the things that make you weak. Removing the things that make you weak means identifying things that actually has a negative impact in your life, impact, and even if it's small, because we know that the small things will add up and make something bigger. Compound, so, compound interest, yeah. Yeah, so what are the kind of things that would make you weak? Well, it could be the food that you consume. It could be the influence of certain friends. And this kind of even ties back to our, our previous podcast that we had in that Perhaps you're jumping onto Instagram and you're seeing the success of your friends and a part of you feels a bit jealous and a part of you, mm. like your mind just goes to a darker place. And it tells you that there's some work that needs to be done. But in the meantime, while you haven't done the work, perhaps it's a good idea to just unfollow them or just hide their feed. And in the process, like you don't get so wound up every time. Perhaps you need to remove a team member because very often we tolerate mediocre performance on our teams. And to be honest, it makes you weak. And so the more you tolerate it, the more it's going to influence the rest of your team and slowly poison it really 
instead of you just saying, well, I'm going to remove the things that make me weak, I'm going to remove this team member. And what's interesting is that when you do that, when you remove something that makes you weak, it leaves a space. And very likely then you can go and fill that space with something that's good. And that's why it's not quite less, but better because you remove a bad food, but you substitute it then with something that's good. But you don't start with the substitution in mind. You start with the removing in mind. Does that make sense? Is another way to describe this uh, boundaries? It could be. It could be. Okay. So let's sum it up. I mean, let's talk about like what would be the five things? Because I like what you said, removing somebody off social media or minimizing them or unfollow them for a while so they don't perturb you. One. Two, removing a friend from inside your circle or a team member that's not great for you. Yes. Three, changing an addiction or that's a tough one you know people are addicted that's why it's called an addiction but taking alcohol or weed or sugar or porn or whatever it is out of your system and making a that's making you weak there's a leak in your system there right what else would you say shopping maybe one of them it's like shopping for things you don't need i think partly where it extends to is to the language that we use and we pay a lot of attention to our language because partly it's how we make a living but also we know the power that words carry So, for example, when you pitch up late to someone, you don't say to them, I'm sorry for being late. You say, thank you for your patience. Yes. Or thank you for waiting for me. And it's it's these subtle reframes because the way that you speak carries a lot of gravitas. And it, it says something about the way that you think about the world. So I think taking some time to realize what language do you use that makes you weak is a very powerful thing to do. A while ago... I scheduled a meeting with a coach and about five days later, I realized I hadn't heard back from them yet. So I emailed them and I just said, listen, I haven't heard back from you guys. What's happening? And the reply wasn't, listen, we're so sorry that we didn't get to you earlier and we apologize. It was just, thank you for your patience and the rest of the sentence. And Mm. what I love about that is it it puts the spotlight on the other person. It makes them feel like you're building them instead of like breaking down yourself. Wow, that is beautiful. Yes. I'm not sorry. Thank you for your patience. I mm. ah, love that. Mm. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for that. So pay attention to your language. So that would be another thing to remove is weak language. The fifth thing would be to remove behaviors that make you weak. And these are small things for like, so, you know, before you sitting down and, and going through this, I was just thinking about some behaviors and it's small things like slouching, like your body language, the way that you actually show up in the presence that you have in the room. <laughs> So John just went from slouching to sitting up. <laughs> For those of you who can't see. I wasn't slouching. What are you talking about, bro? The camera is at the wrong angle here. <laughs> uh, Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> not making eye contact, being late, any behavior that you are exhibiting in the presence of others that takes away from like who you can be. So does that make sense? So that's number five. Yeah, I love that. I mean, yeah, I love it. And I think... It really comes down to identifying what's leaking, mm. identifying those points first. I think that's, that's really important because if you're not identifying, you're not aware of them and what they're doing is leaking. You know, mm. they're leaking your energy. They're leaking your impact, your influence. And I myself suffer from these things, but it's almost as if these are things only come to the forefront when I'm tired, hungry, or cold. Mm. I become a six-year-old child <laughs> and I've got to work on those. And while it's happening to me, I'm like, 
stop it, stop it. Why are you acting like a child? But it's just I become petulant in those stages and I leak energy, you know, I leak um, influence and kindness. And so it's wonderful to, to become aware of these things, you know? Mm. And I had a, a sixth one for you as well, which was just the way you redress. And we kind of had this conversation a bit earlier in the year. But I, you know, again, this morning, so when I was sitting with the MTN coaching pool, I was really yeah. thinking about what is the way that you dress? What does it say about you? And, yeah. and often you don't have to do an entire revamp, but perhaps you just need to change up your shoes. Like perhaps the way that yeah. you, you're showing up, like that kind of makes you weak. Does that make sense as well? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I suppose it's about fine tuning the finer points in how you show up, mm. whether it's in mood, language, behavior, body language, or dress. Mm. And mm. each one of these needs to be broken down to understand how are they making you weaker? Are they adding to your power or are they taking away? Mm. And I think it's a wonderful framing of not being fragile, but anti-fragile. Wow. It's fantastic. Mm. I really love that, Eric. Well done. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. And what I kind of ended up with, it's just at the end of my notes was that, you know, at the end of the day, bold people make bold moves. And mm. the only way that we become bold isn't just by bolstering all the positive traits that we have, you know, yes. but it's yes. also removing the weak and uh, trimming the yes. fence. So, you know, I want to add another one. Mm. Listening with intensity. Mm. Like intensely listening. You're excellent at that, Eric. And so listening, if you're not able to listen properly, you aren't able to hold power. You know, you distract people from talking. You don't get the best out of them. Mm. So listening is also another one, actually. I think I love um, yeah. people who aren't listening, don't listen well, frustrate me because they're just not even present. Mm. And I think that kind of actually ties into the, perhaps the bigger picture then that is, you know, what are the character traits that you have that make you weak? Because if you're not a good listener, that's, that's pretty much a character trait. And, you know, you have stories going on in your own head that tells you that hmm. I just want to respond. Like, I'm not listening to listen. I'm just listening to respond because I want to have my voice heard. So perhaps that's then, an, you know, in the beginning of the year when I was sitting with all my coaching clients, I said to them, what do you want to, want to be less of this year? And what do you want to be more of this year? So just complete the mm. sentence. I want to be more, complete it. I want to be less, complete it. And it's always striking to me how difficult it is for people to answer that question. And then I, I frame it. So I'm like, well, do you want to be more empathetic? Do you want to be more caring? Do you want to be more bold? Do you want to be more audacious? Like, what is it that you want? And then people yeah. have to go and sit and think about it. So if I had to give a very practical takeaway from this podcast, I'd say for people to go and think about what do you want to be less of? And what are the things that you can go and remove? Like actually take a bit of an audit and be aware as you go through your day, what are the things that are leaking your energy? What are the things that are making you weak? And then start systematically removing those things. Because by doing that, it makes you stronger. It makes you anti-fragile. It makes you dangerous. Oh, and that's an ending of note. There we go. I like that. Make you dangerous. <laughs> Thank you so much, Eric. That was a fantastic uh, download of wisdom. I really took away a lot from it. And uh, I appreciate your time as always. Ciao from Dubai. Ciao from Jersey.